Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on today's Word Podcast. We're continuing in the Gospel of Matthew and we saw in the previous episode where Jesus had come out of the synagogue and he gone to Peter's home and it healed Peter's sick mother-in-law. And people found out about it. And when the sun had gone down, it was just the end of the day, um, they started bringing all the people, the ones that were demon-possessed, the ones that were sick. Jesus cast out the unclean spirits. He healed all who were sick. He cast out the unclean spirits by, uh, by the word is the way that it was spoken. He laid hands on those that were sick and made them well. So verse 18 uh, continues uh, Matthew's account. It says this, Now when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to depart to the other side of the sea. So a while ago uh, in the verse 17, he's in Peter's house, and it's an evening, and he's praying for all these folks. So apparently uh, Matthew's picking up, okay, another account right here. We don't know when it was. We don't know if it was that evening, likely not, or the next day perhaps. Because we did see in one of the cross-references that all the city was gathered around, okay? So Jesus sees this crowd all around him. So he decides to leave and go to the other side of the sea. Now, we're actually going to pick up uh, what happens with that later in verse 23. And uh, three of the Gospels uh, speak to us. So we'll look at that in the next episode. But Matthew gives us a little insight into something that occurred before he left, so listen to this. Jesus gives orders to depart to the other side of the sea. Well, who's he ordering? Yeah, his disciples. He's telling disciples, hey, y'all get ready. Let's go over to the other side of the sea here. So that means they had to go out and prepare, had to fetch a boat, et cetera, et cetera. Verse 19. Then a scribe came to him and said this, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Now, you know, that, that's a great proclamation. You had the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Essenes, the hypocrites. He, this guy was a religious ruler in some form or fashion. And he comes to Jesus. He says, hey, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. And you know what? That's great. That's a great proclamation. That's a great declaration. But so often in the Scripture you see that Jesus doesn't uh, grasp a hold of the easy way. He doesn't give people the easy way out. He comes back and just tells them the harsh reality and the harsh truths. And quite often, it is just uh, like cutting to the quick of a situation. Look what Jesus said, verse 20. And Jesus said to him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So the guy says to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. I'm going to follow you wherever you go. And Jesus says, he doesn't say, no, you can't do that. He doesn't say, yeah, come on. You know, one time when Jesus was dealing with a demoniac, remember? That demoniac, after he saved and set free to the, uh, the demons, he wanted to follow Jesus. And Jesus told him point blank, he says, no, no, you stay here. Go home and just, you know, tell what God's done for you. And boy, did that guy do that. Turned the whole Decapolis area around. Here, Jesus didn't even do that. He just looked at the scribe and said, the foxes have holes. And the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. 
So what was Jesus saying? I think he was probably speaking into this person's heart, okay, the scribe's heart, and he's letting him know, you know, what you really, really value, your scribal position, your scribal role, the uh, safety of your lifestyle right here, that you have somewhere to live, you have people around you, you have people that respect you. He's saying, you know what? Foxes have their holes because foxes have holes. That's what they. That's where they live. That's their homes. The birds of the air, birds of the sky, they have nests. That's where they dwell. That's their home. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And he's really challenging the scribe. He's saying, hey, you say you're going to follow me wherever I go. I have no place to go back to that's called home. Now, he would go here. He would go there. He had houses of friends and believers that he could stay in. We see that particularly in the last week of Jesus' life. But he's letting this guy know exactly what he's saying when he says, I will follow you wherever you go. He's saying what? Are you really willing to give up all this? He did it. Remember with the uh, what we call the rich young ruler? He says, hey, what must I do to inherit salvation? Jesus says, well, what does the law say? And he says, well, love the Lord you God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yeah, and Jesus, hey, you're real close to the kingdom right now. Here's what you need to do. Go sell everything that you have and give it away and come follow me. And the guy walked away sad, and he didn't do it at that point in time because Scripture says that he owned much. See, Jesus knew that he was clinging to that. Jesus knows what it is. And this guy and the guy right after this, we're about to read, they were literally trying to cut a deal with Jesus. They said, hey, you know, I really, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. And Jesus says, sitting there, well, let me tell you, foxes can go to their hose, the birds can go to their nests. The Son of Man doesn't have anywhere to lay his head. Really? You want to think that through? Listen to these next two verses. Another of the disciples said to him, now remember, a disciple is simply one who is learning, a learner. Okay? This does not refer to one of the twelve at this time, it just means somebody in the crowd here, someone that was learning from him. Some of the disciples became true believers. Some of them, some of them turned around and walked away. Remember when Jesus said, hey, you've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood? And then many of the disciples started walking away and leaving him. Well, they had learned and heard all they wanted to hear, and they were not going to believe any more than what they thought, and they left. Well, here this disciple comes to Jesus and says this, Lord, permit me first to go and bury my father. Oh, what is he saying? He's saying, hey, you know, I agree with the scribe dude right here. I want to follow you. I'm going to follow you wherever you go. But first, will you permit me to go and bury my father? And it's not the idea that dad just died the day before. Okay, we've got to bury him tomorrow, that kind of thing. He's saying this, uh, I need to take some care of some things in my family, which is fine, totally cool. We need to do that. We must do that. We're told to do that from the Word. But he's saying this, I need to take care of this and do this. And as soon as my dad dies and I get everything laid out, then I will follow you. Jesus said to him, follow me and allow the dead to bury their own dead. <laughs> well, that sounds sort of rude and crude, doesn't it? It's not that Jesus had a lack of compassion as someone that is older, lack of compassion on aged parents and that we don't have a role and responsibility of watching and taking care of such. No, 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 that's not it at all. What he's doing is he's dealing with this guy's excuse. This guy's saying, oh, yeah, 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 I'll follow you. I want to follow you too. But you know what? I've got some family responsibilities. And as soon as this right here is all worked out, and as soon as this is settled, I'm going to come follow you. 
Jesus wouldn't have anything to do with it. He just tells me, hey, follow me. You're either going to follow me or you're not going to follow me. Follow me. Let the dead bury their own dead. That could be in the physical sense, which would be sort of weird, but also in the spiritual sense. You know, you're not going to be able to hang on to that uh, Judaism. You're not going to be able to hang on to the law. You're not going to be able to hang on to your religion, your religiosity, and, and then say, say someday, well, yeah, uh, I know I probably need to uh, get right with God, and I'll do it someday at some time. But right now, I'll, just, I'll go to church, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be faithful, and I'll do this, and everybody think I'm, uh, I'm all right with God, though I know myself that I'm really not. Jesus says, you need to follow me. Now is the time to follow me. Now, what will happen is when you do follow him, all these other things he'll take care of. You may follow him and believe, and the Lord's going to lead you into a season where you do take care of your parents. And after you bury your father, things will change. Yeah, there's all sorts of things with this, okay? But Jesus was dealing with his excuse, okay? That's what was happening right there. Jesus was revealing to the scribe, do you, have you really counted the cost? Do you know what you're saying when you say, I will follow you wherever you go? The other guy, do you know what you're saying when you say, oh, yeah, permit me first to go and bury my father? In other words, I want to follow you, but I want your permission not to follow you for a while until I get all this other stuff taken care of. Jesus says, no, no, the excuses will not work. Follow me. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.